Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after lodge banter. Seen that? It I just came out. It's fucking vulgar. It's disgusting. Oh Harlan, we're all using Leroy all of our best bits. Jenkins! Yeah. Harlan, Leroy Jenkins. 291 of the After Lodge podcast. <laughs> this is After Lodge Harlan. Best lead in ever. you from After Lodge Studios. Sponsored tonight by Jameson's Orange Liqueur. No, no, we're not. No, we're um, no, not, apparently, because that's just no. Goes great with Canada Dry. <laughs> uh, Canada Dry 10, to be precise. Uh, mix it together, makes a fantastic fruity mule. Or I guess well, it's not a mule in that case. It's a, is this a bull? I don't know. Uh, joined once again Moose. by the Dark Avenger himself. Worshipless producer Bruce. What's up, everybody? Happy to be back. Baby daddy extraordinaire. Yep, I got a baby. Um, that is a, a feat that few men have accomplished. Thank you. I, I feel quite honored now. It requires a lot of skill and uh, practice. Yeah, yeah no, that, that definitely happened. It wasn't an accident or anything. <laughs> Resting. Uh and here to uh, ensure that the uh, father does not go off the beaten path too far is uh, uh -oh. our own father, honorary father. I can't say you're a real one yet, right, Sir John? Oh, Lord, no. I got to I, I just well, John is the father. I, well, I mean, I am a father. I'm not a father. Padre. It's going to get really confusing. He's not a padre. No, I'm not, I'm not ordained. Lowercase f. Yeah, yeah. Or in my case, an uppercase F, because that's usually what I do. Double um, F. No, yeah, I just had my first uh, MDiv class uh, night before last. So, yeah, not new. Got a ways to go. No, well, uh, our own uh, Worshipful Cartman. Howdy. Or I've been I've been trying to push the Hagrid thing lately because I, I like that better. <laughs> it is a little more distinguished. It's a lot more fitting now, too. Still trying yeah. to get used to calling him Worshipful. Yeah, about the time I get used to that with any given guy, it's it's time for them to ship out, and that's just kind of been my life as secretary. So it's because you wait until about September to start calling them that. Well, they haven't earned it until then. <laughs> so uh, we have uh, Chuck from I can't see where Chuck is. Well, wherever when you stare into the abyss, I'm what stares back. Not if you're not on camera, you're not. Yeah. There you go. Holy shit. I regret it so much. My eyes, they're burning. All right. Or as if you're Chuck, if you stare into the abyss, one eye starts staring at the other eye right in the middle. And live from the North Pole, hey, which is John, a surprisingly dead place. Long enough. 
you don't want to know what eyes looking back at you. <laughs> the brown eye one or the blue one? Well, well, eyes. Yes. Any of Chuck's eyes. And uh, live from the North Pole, which is dead after the holidays are over and the fat man goes on vacation, is uh, our Canadian affairs correspondent, Jamie. Hello, down south. Winter has come. I got my gear. Should have listened to Jon Snow. He tried to tell you. He showed the uh, he showed the outside of his house while we were all just sitting around before the show, and it's like maybe five feet of snow. He gave it in like millimeters or something. I don't know the actual amount, but it's a lot of snow out there. Yes, it is a winter wonderland. Measurement here in the states, we just call that a metric shit ton. Yeah. What's that right? Imperial. <laughs> well, no, because an imperial shit ton is something else entirely. Um, it involves blaspheming the the royal family. It's what about a, a metric? What about a metric ton? That's, well, that's a ton is a whole different thing than a shit ton. What we no, started like, with a metric ton. Also, an American measurement. Metric. It, ton. it depends oh, if ton is Harlan. That's what, what? she said. T-O-N-N-E or just T-O-N. Well, yeah, that's what she said. Especially, I don't really know the difference between the two, but there is a difference. Especially if she's Canadian. Uh, we were talking in the pre-show about uh, Canadians and their any body parts. Yes. We weren't talking about belly buttons. As a survival so, mechanism. Men have two innies here once the December 21st hits, and they don't come back into 180s until about May 31st. Yeah. This explains so many things. We're all growers, not showers. More importantly, speak for yourself. No, Canadians, Chuck. I said Canadians. It's just too cold. Everything hides. It's an evolutionary trait. Yep. That explains why like 80% of Canadians are born in January. Now it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because we're all. They get their shit done and then. It's too cold to. Literally impossible to copulate during the winter. Yep. Like physics gets in the way at some point. <laughs> it's minus it starts to come out Celsius. and then it freezes. It's minus 28 degrees Celsius, which for we've talked about earlier as well before we got on the show, is the same in Fahrenheit. And that is cold, cold, cold. Yep. Yep. What happens up there, Bruce? Is I there... thought 40 was the only place that the negative 40 was where they Is met. it negative 40 or negative 20? We thought it, it, it was okay. They start to converge down in that area. Uh, in, in the American standard of measurement, we just we call that colder than shit. Yeah, negative yeah, 20 well, in any language is cold. For me, you don't, yeah. you don't need a conversion on that. 12. The high 12? was 12 yesterday. Today, the high is 42. I mean, that's y'all's fault for living See? there. See? And when you say the high of 12 where you're at, I'm thinking a high of 12. I'm in shorts and a t-shirt walking around no, drinking my ties. Inside the house. Today must work outside, asshole. Today, the high is 42. Yeah. My spine is Fahrenheit, crazy. Jamie. Fahrenheit. Like <laughs> yeah, 12 Fahrenheit is negative something. So. 42 Celsius is like outback temperature. Um Actually, I think yeah. that's in a uh, Midnight Oil song. Actually, that's roast. That's roast your nuts on a rock temperature. That. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> so, so sit down for the rest and turn yourself on fire. You were saying before you went on your orange liqueur tirade that uh, <laughs> it takes nine people to open uh, open the chapter. Yep. 
my mind is blown. I, I would assume that you would have fewer people required to open an appendant body. <laughs> right. Because, I mean, in the Scottish, right? Like, it's three? Yeah, just like uh, just like a craft lodge. So, yeah. um, Actually, I think it might be less than that, given the way our hierarchy works. I'm pretty sure someone with the right patent can just open any body by themselves. Yeah, yeah, right patent, right hat, and all that, yeah. So we were designed to deal with uh, waning of membership numbers. <laughs> Sounds like the York Rite is not equipped to deal with the new reality. <laughs> the new reality that is COVID. Well, or just the new reality that is, you know, we're losing numbers. Less members, yeah, yeah. I mean, my own lodge, we, we, we've initiated a ton of people. We're pretty active lodge and i've seen our numbers drop by 33 percent in the eight years i've been secretary so and that's even down man the rest of the fraternity is doing worse around here and the appendant bodies have that effect amplified upon them so what kills me is from my experience nobody young joins the appendant bodies or maybe not the bodies plural but the York right, like everybody I've seen that's joined my chapter and council, easily old enough to be my father or older, with the exception that's because of guy. y'all put out stuff on the internet that only attracts that demographic of people. Like, you know, your your confession of faith requirements tends to turn oh, off guys. Come on. Now you're not well, you're not wrong. Uh, but uh, that's not that that's only one of them. I realize it didn't pass. I realize it didn't Hold pass, up. but it was oh, still ahead. out there. So, so going back to this whole thing about numbers and dwindling, I was just went and threw back to an old show earlier this week and listened to a 2016 show with Jeff Harlan and, of course, um, uh, Bruce, and they were talking about it was it was Scotty uh, from the block brought up the whole thing at the time of billboards even to to try to attract members. Huh. You know what I mean? I don't agree with no. billboards or anything like that. Nope. But we have to do something. We, we really no. like, I, I mean, and this no, has been said so many times. No. Why not? This we is a consolidate some of these lodges, is what we need to do. Yeah. So many guys coming in right now, and the lodges like around me where I live. Like, we don't know how we're going to get all the guys in and. Lodges around are, are like, hey, uh, we can't actually take your candidates because we have too many guys of our own. Like, I have an EA coming up in February. I might have too many candidates that we're allowed to do in a night. I mean, that's a good problem to have, though. Yeah. And and by the way, my lodge, we're making these guys come around for months before we leave and let them have a petition. So. That's awesome. It, so how are your numbers dwindling if you have so many people coming? My lodge is... You're not. not. We're not. Just the craft as a whole. His aren't. Yeah, the craft as a whole. He's the anomaly. Study. No, actually, in the way it works, it, the Conference of Grandmaster North America, we have... We're bringing in more guys than we're losing to death. The problem is, again, four out of five guys who come in go NPD within five years. Including pat virtual past masters. So the issue is guys are coming in and then they leave. Mm-hmm. But the dirty 
when lodges require proficiencies, when lodges make the guys wait before they can petition, the retention jumps up above 80%. And I can attest to that. The issue is we bring guys, allow guys who talk to us for 10 seconds to join our fraternity. Yeah, problem. Without finding out that they actually want to be part of us. Mm-hmm. And we also really? do the job of, hey, maybe you want to join this lodge instead of our lodge. Because this lodge does pancakes and we do, you know, butt plugs. That's for Harlem. So, well, well no, our lodge doesn't have a, really have a retention issue because we do most of the same things, right? We, we meet with the guys. We They have to come get to know us. We make them do proficiencies, even if that takes 20 years in some cases. Mm-hmm. And and we, we're we not losing them. I mean, you know, we I suspend a couple guys every year. That's just the nature of the craft. But we easily replace those with, with incoming guys. It's just, in our case, it's been deaths. Like, the, just the age of our lodge. Because it was stat- – there was this big period in the history of our lodge where it kind of went stagnant and wasn't really bringing guys in. So we've got like the modern group that's come in in the past decade and a half. And then you got all the old guys that were there at the beginning because our lodge is very young. Uh, our 50th anniversary is not for two, a few more years. years. Yeah, three years. So I'll put together a committee to help make sure that when the master that's ready, the master that's serving that year basically has, isn't handling it entirely by themselves yeah you put my kid brother in charge of our big 50 year anniversary that's uh and he'll hand it off to uh no wait no you didn't it's uh it's gonna be our uh steel union guy is it him that's gonna be doing our our junior warden i can't remember if it's our junior warden or our senior deacon that gets that but i i think just generally the the craft shrinking i'm in the camp of the 20th century was the the weird time, and this is a return to what's been normal for the craft for centuries was not having a bazillion different lodges and appendant bodies and invitational groups within those appendant bodies so that everybody had something to do. You, you didn't need that. And, and it was a much smaller, tighter-knit fraternity than the you know, public social club that it tended to resemble more through the middle part of the 20th century. But as John's noted, we've built up these institutions and sank money into them and have people and depending on us. Them. And now it's like, what, what we're trying like mad to, to keep flying a ship that we don't have the crew to, sh- to fly anymore. Yeah. That's the thing is we've built these giant edifices, which are, you know, I mean, you look at like the Detroit Masonic Temple, which is an amazing building and everything like that. Well, okay, that was in the what we everybody was like, quote unquote, golden age of masonry post World War II, when we just had many, many swing and wang. We could, we would, all the guys that come back from war would join and then they would get their kids in. And then the ball was dropped between then and now. So now we're sweating money and okay, let's get more people in. So then we're just rubber stamping anybody that shows any interest. And we're having that problem. We talked about that last night in commandery was, Hey, we've got people that petition go through the orders and then they, we never see them again. So now at this point we're like, all right, 
we're going to make them hang out with us for a year before we start signing that petition. It's a great idea. It was the, uh, it was yeah, also the golden I, I, age. My York right bodies. That was also the golden age of churches and yeah. dogs and community associations and the Rotary yes. Club and <laughs> the Lions and, and the, yeah. Um, Tigers and bears. It was just a golden <laughs> era of like social <laughs> organizations generally. Uh, and it was, I think it was just a weird time in, in American history. <clears throat> well, I mean, it was post war, the guys coming home looking for that, that brotherhood camaraderie yeah. that they'd had, you know, during the war. And, you know, they held it off. Their kids continued the trend. And then Gen X came and everything up <laughs> we just want to be different i don't yeah, think it was just know. the camaraderie no nah, the boom or just the veterans i think it had more to do with the society as a whole going through two time. world wars yeah that too people just tended to care more about things Did like you? that than they do now like everybody women and non-veterans too were joining up in whatever it was, everybody was just joining because it's what you did. It was that spirit of everybody does their part for whatever it is you care about. Yeah. One, again, one of the best books you can read about this is called Bowling Alone, and it's awesome. Bowling Alone? Hmm. Yeah. Bowling Leagues? Another example of a thing that's... That's exactly what it's gone. based on. I remember having to read that for one of my... That's true, but yeah, it's and, bowling alone summarizes a lot of the issues from from you know the postmodernist era following World War II of these giant social orgs or or getting out to meet your neighbor and that kind of thing. And then it just even before two thousand or before dot com, it just started trending downward at, at a pretty healthy clip. Yeah. Roller rinks. Yeah, those are fun too. Like, he yeah, was my ass off every Friday night as a kid growing up. To be fair, that was still, still going fun. when we were kids, though. Yeah, I mean, they no, I'm pretty sure but... it was still pretty big. Like that's where everybody went on Friday when you were a school kid. Yeah, to see other school sure. kids. Um, I guess the roller rinks were like the last vestige of this social thing. It was it, it was like the decade after arcades disappeared. Yeah. Roller rinks was like all there was. If you couldn't go to a bar, there was nothing else. Like you could go to some kind of local 24-hour restaurant where all the kids hung out, but that was about it. Yep. Well, again, the... there's, there's no malls. There's no, <clears throat> nothing. there's no roller rinks. There's no arcades. Um I mean, shit. We have the metaverse for those things now, Chuck. I had, do all of it with our a, virtual. A couple of years ago, I had some asshole neighbor call the cops on me because my kid, my my two daughters were playing in the backyard. I was in the kitchen doing dishes. I could see them through the window. The window was open, but legit. Can latchkey children? Is it his? Is it his decision to make your children latchkey children? Like what's? I don't. I don't think you can call the cops and say, "Hey, there's two girls playing in the backyard nope. next door." No, they're in my backyard, un, unsupervised. There's no fence. 
therefore, like the one cop was all about like, uh, just, you know, all chested up. The other guy was like, "This, you have a, na- a neighbor who's an asshole." But I guess the cop that was all uh, pissed off about it was a young cop too. Oh yeah, he's oh yeah, dude, that kid like did couldn't even shave. Yeah, and but the other guy was just like, yeah. "This is f-ing bullshit." Like, so the other guy grew up in a generation similar to ours, and and again, like it's, but like likewise, like I'm technically the first year of my life. <laughs> um, my my son's in first grade, and got a call a couple about two months ago. From the teacher, you know, Doctor No Pants. Just so you know, your son body slammed a kid at work at the school. I'm like, wait, uh, what? Well, yes, yeah, this, this little boy walked up and punched him in the face, <laughs> and he body slammed him, and then flexed and said, "I'm strong," and walked over him. And I'm like, good kid, right? I'm not. Why are you calling me? This, oh, this gets better. And I'm like, um, well, this is the problem. Like, well, I mean, why this kid punch my son in the face? Well, this little boy just does that. Huh. Oh, funny. My kid just does that too. So, okay. Well, I don't really. Me yeah, and then I stand his ass. Oh, it, it gets better. They call me, my ex wife. Okay. <laughs> and this boy's parents to the school. Can talk about. Oh, well, at least, at least they called this boy's parents because fuck, it sounds like they're just. Anyway, go ahead, and sorry. the same thing happens. And calm down, Jamie. The other, the other kid's parents. <laughs> like, why He's is getting hype. No, 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 this is gonna get stupid. I know it. This other kid's parents are like, wait, our son just randomly walking around and punching other kids in the face. Why are we just now hearing about this? <laughs> and she's like, well, what his what. Doctor No Pants' son did his unacceptable. He's like, and and then the one guy, the other kid's dad goes, "So, how's my son doing?" Like, well, since that happened, he hasn't been punched people in the face. And the guy, the kid's dad goes, "So, my son has been running, running, walking around, punching other kids in the face. You didn't do anything about it. His son beat his ass." And now we stopped doing it. And now you've got a problem with his son beating. <laughs> this kid's parents are your me, and they're like, they're like, yeah, like, why are we here? Like, we're, we're pissed off that our son was punching random kids in the face, and we didn't find out about it until he got his ass kicked. Somebody didn't watch the Karate Kid movies. The principal was having a bad day. And by the way, like, so. their, their kid was a good, like, head shorter than my son just punching like girls boys like in first grade he's in the face and he punched my son in the face and he's just like picked him up slammed him down flexed I'm strong and walked over him uh, and I'm uh, like I bet he I'm plays like, Call well, of you Duty. know what I, uh, <laughs> I, I can't really it. find fault right. with that and when the other kids whose ass he kicked were like no, our son's ass should have been kicked. The, like the teachers didn't know what to do. They're like, "Well, th- this is unacceptable," and they're like, "Yeah, 
our why why are we finding out after the fact our son's been punching people in the face for like six weeks? Admittedly, with Chuck's love for wrestling, I'm surprised this kid didn't go. And the Rock said so, and just <laughs> raise an eyebrow. And... Well, I, I'm glad he didn't because he probably would have like actually like done like a freaking like Hulk Hogan leg drop on the kid and actually heard it. Just come off the desk like it's a turnbuckle. Yeah, that reminds me of I was in uh, ninth to tenth grade. I forget which one, and a little punk in, in the school was uh, being a little punk, and I, I mean I stood easily. A head and a half or two taller than this kid. Gee, really? And he he attacked me one time, and I punched him just enough times for him to fall over. Little guy's injured. Uh, And uh, his dad decided to go downtown and uh, press uh, civil suit charges against me for assault because I should have known better because I was bigger than his son. I should not have defended myself. I should have known better. No, you always defend yourself. Yeah. I don't care if you're smaller or not. That's what I told my kid. Is like, you know, like if I ever find out you started a fight, I'm gonna knock you out myself. You finish one, I'll take you out for dinner. Right. Well, I mean, that was the thing. Like with me being small, is that it was, hey, my dad always, my dad always made the comment like, hey, you want a fair fight? Get in a ring with a weight class and a referee. Otherwise, it's all fair game. And since he's small and he just, well. My son punched him, and he fell to the ground and pulled his legs out from him and smashed his face in the concrete. My dad's like, yeah, that's called a street fight. Yeah, there's no and, rules. Hoof to the yeah. nuts, and it unfortunately he happens a lot. He's like, you are rules. Random fights go. Well, I mean, Especially boys. Boys just go for the nuts. Well, yeah. I mean. Often do, yeah. Well, yeah, because chicks don't have any. Well, even when I was built like you a kid, kid bro, even I, when I was built like how these machines, I thought you knew how these fleshy machines worked. I mean, like I do, but John, my kid's not punching dudes in the nuts yet. Uh, I bet you it hurts to get kicked in the quiff too. I mean, I'm not a big guy. I don't know. My dad was like I mean, not as much, but pounds. Like my dad didn't teach me how to fight. He took me across the Marine Corps vet. Box shot, shot you savage. <laughs> Like I got, I got taught by taught by like a freaking Marine Corps fighter pilot who got shot down in Vietnam. Like, because my dad's like, I'm six four and three hundred pounds. Like, I can't teach this tiny little vert, this tiny little thing how to fight. So he took me to the, you know, the Vietnam vets. Like, oh yeah, we'll teach him how to fight. And by fight, I mean, well, he'll hurt him once, and they'll never talk to him again. Yeah, that's a yeah. That just kills me. That's and then, just... of course, I got I went to the other things that I was in, and then they really treat you how to like do things. Theater, uh, theater, uh, yes. Uh, Broadway, <laughs> jazz hands, a two step, <coughs> and a cha cha cha. Let's fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those bad gangster movies. Snaps on snapping. the sharks. Oh, oh, I'm so pretty, oh so pretty. Sorry, I've seen that way too many times. And by way too many times, I mean more than zero. <clears throat> <laughs> Anything more than half is too many times. Mm. Yeah, so... Um, oh, man. Arlen, how's your meal? 
It's, yeah, what are you into? What are you munching on, sir? Um, late you scared the, like the crinkle of Wendy's wrappers off over uh, Jeff's mic. I'm, it's somebody else eating. <laughs> no, I. No, so Jeff still has his camera off. I practice good microphone discipline. He does. Um, no, just some crackers to tie things Enjoy. over. I didn't get a chance to really eat much today, so. Uh, Got to keep functioning, and I can't uh, drink good Willet on an empty stomach, or I'll have a bad time. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, that'll happen. I'm going into the old place where I used to work tomorrow for the day to work because uh, one of my brothers, who works there now, is yet one of his kids got exposed, so he's now isolating one of his kids while his wife is out of the house. Which kind of sucks. So he's off work. So I'm gonna go fill some time you're, in. That's you're mine. going in. How are you getting there? Snowshoes? <laughs> oh, Bruce, you jump out your second here. floor window. Exactly, second floor window <laughs> in through the sunroof of the car, which has you know already been plowed out because we do have. Plows I didn't see any cars when you showed out your window before. I think the there snow was above there. the door. He's got Bruce. He's got a really big saddle and a really big set of reins. He's gonna hop on a yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna jump on a moose because that's why they're so tall. They just walk through the snow. You can't control a moose. Well, <laughs> I mean, the Indians tamed elephants, but never a moose. Never a moose. No, no. This is true. This is true. I'm point. just saying, I've never in the history of television seen anybody keep a moose as a pet. No, not one point. time. You know what? I've That's seen, very true. I can't think of wow. any. I've seen elephants as pets. I've seen, you know, reindeer and, and bears. Never a moose. I mean, people have kept tigers. There's a whole big Exactly. Lots yeah. of people keep tigers. Holy shit. That's Those true. They're sharp all around. Uh, but, but maybe it's because tigers have that allure of the cat, where moose doesn't really have that much allure because it's ugly and smelly and... Just well, eats grass. I mean, I would imagine like a tiger, you throw a big enough ball of yarn at it, it's going to play with it like a regular cat. I mean, what do you throw at a moose yeah, other well, than like a cannonball? You threw your friend. A bale of hay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your friend. Here, That's demon moose, take the sacrifice. Well, uh, on that Geico commercial, you could throw it an RV. They, they like tearing those up pretty good, I hear. Uh, you know, two rules of the North Woods. You wear uh, running shoes and bring a slow friend. That's you're good. Rocky and Bullwinkle would agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, they what had to show. contend with Russians. The only thing on the planet mm. worse than moose. Or a Senator. Well, you know, no, because even the Russians run from the geese. Let's Do they? Go. Oh, the Russians run from the geese. Look, geese are assholes, but I don't run from them. I'll kick them all day long. Well, yeah, I guess even the Canadian ones, which are as big as a human being, I've seen I've seen Canadian and geese chase away a tiger. As big as human beings. Say again. I've seen a video of a Canada goose chasing away a tiger in an enclosure. That's some scary why shit. Why was a goose and a tiger in the same enclosure? I don't know why that happened. I'm assuming the goose landed in an open top enclosure. Happened. Like you know, it's probably not close to the top. The goose landed in there, and then it was I mean, the tiger came I over and it chased the tiger. A Canadian goose and a tiger are about the same size, so it's a fair fight. The goose can fly. <laughs> the goose can fly. That It's got an advantage. It can dive bomb with its tongue. So, so what we need to do is we need to wire Ukraine and say what you need to do is stack up a bunch of Canadian geese and moose at your border 
to send the Russians running back running in the other out. direction. They'll leave you alone. Just come get some kind of trade treaty with us, and we'll we'll give you a bunch of uh, moose and geese, and then you can <laughs> build your wall. Canada's gonna we're gonna we're gonna supply the materials for you to build your wall of moose and geese <laughs> to keep hit the Russians. In fact, we're going to teach the goose to ride the moose into battle and then deploy like a surface-to-air missile. Oh, I don't think you need to go through all that. I'm, I mean, it's Russian. You might, you might have to. I'm pretty sure the Russian soldier's just like, ah, forget about it. <laughs> You're not real Ruski anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at the time. I must go back <laughs> Uh, Fuck. Speaking of accents and names and such, I can't pronounce. So, I'm late to the news that Turkey isn't called Turkey anymore, but I can't pronounce the new name. Wait, what? No. Really? Oh. oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that either. So, I mean, it looks like Turkey, but it's gobble, got gobble. the 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 weird oh, the weird U with the dots over it, and then the R K I Y E with some other accents. Yeah, I've seen that spelling. Durka, Durka? We were, uh, Durka. That's their Durka. official. It's their official name now, um, and I don't know how to say it. So uh, that's what? just the Turkish really? spelling of the tur of the of the name. It looks like. Uh, no, I, I feel like it's not Turkey though. I, I think it's said differently somehow. Yeah, it's it's pronounced like how they say it as opposed to how dumbass yeah. it's Turkey. So now when According you Google to... it, it actually comes up with their nation state and not the American dinner bird. Oh, I'm gonna solve this shit right now. I'm going to Wikipedia. I'm on Wikipedia and it says Republic of Turkey spelled T U R K E Y and then underneath it and it says Turkish in parentheses. T U Unlaut R K I Y E, which is apparently pronounced Turkey. Just so you know, uh, Brazil in Brazil in, in how they spell it is B R A S I L. So uh, Brazil. Um, so not everything is translated into uh, Amer American. I know that where you're from is uh, in cold country, but. Cousin land, no, but so there is other ways. So imagine that that people from other parts of the world pronounce their and spell their lands and their span their language the way they say so, as opposed to way. Yeah, but do. but countries choose to hold themselves out to the world with a, a consistent name that may not be the one they use. No, they don't. No, no, nobody it, says no, nobody says I, Nippon no, or however the Japanese say it. things because. Americans, American things, and the rest of the world just kind of looks at us like we're idiots. No, there's there's the official catalog with the United no, you're States. wrong. And Turkey changed its official name spelling to everyone else. So the, basically, the Turkish version of Turkey. So it's just the Turkish. So it means yes, land of the God Turks. Forbid they, God forbid a country refers their name as. Their name, as opposed to what makes dumbass Americans from Appalachia. <laughs> well, I mean, you when you consider that the the international 
doesn't matter if it makes me happy. Countries changing their names don't happen that often. I mean, it happens, but it's not like an everyday occurrence. I thought it was noteworthy news. No, it's not noteworthy news because you're from where you are from. And the fact that you are, of course, by the way, of your faith, Turkey definitely hates you. Oh. Okay. Oh. Emotional damage. I mean, they probably hate the whole American thing more than the Jewish thing, but yeah. They can hate both. Uh, I I don't know much about Turkey, so I have no idea. (laughs) Also a Mason. Yeah. No, we've had some we've had, we had some Turkish guys come to my to uh, my part of the neck of the woods who have fled Turkey recently. Who? Yeah, I got a, a we've got a brother in here in Minnesota who's a member of the honor guard. Um, who I suddenly feel compelled to contact because he's a Turk. Like, yeah, the boat. Anyway. Um... So for those of you who were going to incorrectly continue saying turkey, um, you have to update your, your lingo. This guy. It's, yeah. it's, it's still correct turkey. to say turkey. Just, just Can say you it. say it one more time, Jen? <clears throat> turkey. Turkey? Turkey. Oh. Turkey. At least as best as I can I can understand the so, so basically, you, you just swapped the last two letters of turkey. Look, you guys Got know it. where I was in grad school circa 2004. Congratulations. <laughs> at least if we're trying, we're trying. <laughs> if, you, yeah. if you put your name, at least you're trying. Except the official spelling change happened at the end of 2021. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, so it's like it's only a few days old. Hey, behind the curve. Like that time. Because, you know, unlike Harlan, I actually had in- interactions with international students. With what students? International students. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they're interracial too. You mean not America students? Yes, you know, actually people from that country who <coughs> got really pissed off constantly. From from what country, Chuck? The one that's made, you know, at, well, the one that's named after the animals that goes gobble gobble. Well <laughs> Nice play. Look, you. I'm from Western PA. I can barely pronounce words to begin with. Okay, so I may Fair be... Enough. But the, the main point of this is that Harlan is again wrong. <laughs> here's here's an extra... Here, here's a little layer of infuriation for you, Chuck. So I'm going through like YouTube on the phone trying to figure out like a pronunciation. I thought I found one. And some French guy is it's like, how do you say turkey? And he's like, Turkey. Even worse than us. Yes. (laughs) Bonjour. She did. I get this much as having interacted with a lot of international uh, grad students in other along and other continents. Everyone hates the French. But but the French would be very happy with Turkey or Turkey for giving the you to everybody else and saying you better make sure you pronounce or spell our name correctly. Uh, no, because no. actually the, the people from Turkey smell better okay. than the French. So, <laughs> so <laughs> revisiting the the Google fun about this is it's 
changing the spelling on official communications, export products, and communiques done by the government to match what most of industry had been doing for years with the made in correctly spelled turkey. Okay. Yeah, so it's official in the sense that the government is doing it now in English. And according to the Washington Examiner, it was done as the the country would no longer be called Turkey as the name no longer was the, quote, best way to represent the culture of the values of the people. Yeah. I don't so know. I've, based off the news I hear coming out of Turkey, I don't think their president gives a damn about the values of the people. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I mean... Erdogan's a little off. It's in a just similar... an American stand interpretation of it but similar right, vein right. to the the Czech Republic changing to uh I, I can't pronounce their current name either so. seriously I can't remember all this shit y'all yeah the Czech Republic changed their name yeah it's just uh to, to the local the Czech mate republic uh it's uh it's Czechia John, you're Check giving yourself before like you wreck yourself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, so yeah, Czech Republic is what is in English, but then it's Chechnya. Chechnya. Um, that's not it. to be confused with Chechnya, which is an entirely different. Right. Those that's sound, that's what I was trying to say. I'm already confused. all together. But but the thing is, like that was always the name to, <laughs> in the local language, but that the country changed its official English name in the way that it corresponds with english speaking countries so right but the weird thing about it is if you're officially changing your name for how other people pronounce it we don't have to listen to that yeah we'll still right. call you turkey or the czech republic and this is coming from a guy who's bohemian Czech half so but yeah Chetia yeah. is hard to say for yeah. anybody else um you know like it, yeah <laughs> the trick is yeah. is, it, is it any easier to spell than czechoslovakia no Many things are shorter. It's shorter and it's a little more like as you write it, a little more. It sounds the letters are more look, it's, look, head, but. guys. It's like trying to pronounce Ireland, it's Ire without, yeah. Well, you're self pronouncing it wrong, but I go off. It's here. Can't pronounce the name of your homeland, John. It's, it's, it's E I R E, Republic of No. I mean, in Gaelic, yeah, the name of the island is like, like, the majority of people who speak English cannot pronounce it. It is like okay, but there's also an English pronunciation for foreign words and the foreign pronunciation of that word. Well, I mean, like, right, I'm and, not, and like, I'm not going to pronounce it the way a, a person in Japan would pronounce it if I'm not in Japan. Well, right. it's yeah, like, you know, Mexi there's Mexico and Mexico, and we're the United right. States of America, and, and to them, they're meanwhile, the Estados, go Estados go America, whatever. But, but no, that country, that, whatever no, country go, it is. No. Go look up pineapple in English and then every other place on Earth. Same with eggplant and butterfly. And... No, no. There is no fruit no. on Earth that is more bastardized than pineapple. That's well, for good reason because yeah. nobody should eat it. So, but every every country puts out communiques and letters and official correspondence in other languages than its to whichever its American national country. language, <laughs> and and so that country kind of decides, or at least tries to decide, 
how the rest of the world is going to refer to them in their own language. And I think that's what the, the Turks were changing was we want the English speaking world to do this correctly. Yeah. That's, that's the take I got from it. Too. Well, I mean, it's like, because like the Japanese I was bringing up earlier, they're perfectly cool with being called Japan in English. Yeah. It's a new poem. Right. And, and I believe that might've even been their choice originally. Right. Uh, that I'm not sh that one I don't know about, but it's. But I mean, it, Japan and Japanese is Nippon because the language is Nippongo. Um, I mean, I could understand wanting people from another country to name your country different than the residents of that country. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, trust me. As long as they're not like Nippon naming it like that's you know Balsakistan, <laughs> right? You dude. No, let's just make well, up a word. It's Japan. We will call it Japan. We'll call it our own thing. Look, when you go abroad as an American, no one calls it the United States of America. They just simply call it the states. Yeah. Or worse. That's, that's what I call it. That's a, that's a best case scenario. Yeah, right. That's what I yeah. call it. Yeah, I, they usually call it something worse. Yeah. I say I'm from the states, and then they say something obscene. That's probably fair. And guess what? When I say I'm from Canada, people smile at me and say, thanks for coming. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm close enough to Canada where I can fake you guys when I'm traveling abroad. So suck so, it, brownie. I spent my honeymoon in the Dominican Republic at a resort that's, I guess, not often frequented by Americans. I mean, there's Americans there, but we were a tiny minority. It's a lot of Europeans and Canadians. And okay. all of the staff there speak a bunch of different languages, whatever. And people kept talking to us in French, which, of course, my French is, well, high school level because that's when I stopped studying French. So, Same here. So, but Junior at some high. point we asked, uh, we asked the lady that was talking to us, like, why does everybody assume we're French? And without even blinking an eye, she said, because you're not fat. <laughs> oh, okay. You can't be Americans because you're not fat. But once they figured out that True we were story. we were Americans, it was still like civil and businesslike. But like that super <laughs> friendliness that people had would evaporate. So for the second, by the time the second half of our our honeymoon came around, we were just trying to talk as little as possible and let people assume we were French, and they were all like super nice to us. Uh, and it would work but, for. We got through an entire meal once, I think, with the the wait staff thinking that we were French because I would just smile and nod or whatever, and not actually speak and give myself away. And when they walk by, I just discreetly go, "Ha ha ha ha!" While you're talking to your wife. No, no I don't want the Canadians. There were a bunch of Canadian school teachers that were in our part of the the resort on vacation, and those fucks. <laughs> Are the most obnoxious people I think I've ever encountered. <laughs> they were plastered drunk by 10:30 in the morning, passed out by the pool at 1:30 at the latest. I guess because they're school teachers, so they run on the school schedule. <laughs> but they, they, had, they had a good time. I came out one morning and they're all like in a big circle singing "O Canada" in the pool, loud and drunk and belligerent and. 
they at some point we we hung out with them one day just because I was like these people know how to have a good time. What time of year was this? Uh, it was March. Yeah, so you know, there's they're just about done of their winter drinking, and they so just kept going when they went visiting. So it was after their, their they started to stay alcohol level to keep warm. You see, it was after the penises started coming out from the freeze. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's almost penis release times. So the women no, no, the, they, were down, hearing, they, they were down there getting ready because the they come home it'll be penis release time and everything will be fine. So one of the one of the ladies said that like somebody's they were bubble wrap. They were a bunch of teachers, and it was their tradition every year. I guess it's spring break, <coughs> some kind of interim break. And so this group of teachers like goes down to the Dominican every year and has a very good time. But I, I've never, I've, I've never seen people that drunk that early outside of, you know, a bar or a homeless was, shelter. Yeah, I was that drunk that early on New Year's Day. It's because you were still drunk from the day before. So no, no. Oh. See, I'm old. I'm old. Hold on, hold on. I'm old. I'm old. So up here we have what's we do levy day. So the older people like me, and we don't do much on New Year's Eve. We don't drink much. But all the legions open up at ten o'clock in the morning, and you start drinking at nine or ten a.m. and you drink until you pass out at about five or four, and then you're done for the day. But that's how we do New Year's. Instead so of doing New Year's Eve party, we did we. It's called Levy Day. That's like, how we do like, it here at BEI. Like taxes? No, Levy <laughs> is. Who would make a drinking celebration? No, you, know, you drink so me? much, you break the Levy, as in the dam. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I drink a lot on tax day, usually early in the day. Oh, tax so, day? Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's oh, yeah, but. April 15th, buddy. That's our. Uh, that's our Levy Day. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we we cry and drink and laugh and cry a lot. But the thing, Jamie, with these people, when they're plastered drunk at 10, 30, 11 in the morning, the resort doesn't start serving alcohol till 10 a.m. That's right. Crafty Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) What what is the problem? And where is the question? We are Canadians. There's always alcohol. What are you talking about? (laughs) Or... They're Canadians, so the staff liked them well enough that they would, I don't know, I guess slip them drinks or, or something. Let you, let, or, or let you take the drinks. Let, let you get a few extra at uh, closing time the night before. And she You're not one of those Puritan Americans. We'll bend the rules for you a little bit. Did they tell them it was levy day? They might have served them a little earlier. That's right. Levy day. Just make up, just make up a holiday when you travel abroad. Uh, I'm totally doing that from now on. Anytime I'm drinking like out of, out of the norm, somebody's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's levy day. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I have, I have a levy. drink. Just cobble together a cheer or some sort of song if you're like other places where people wouldn't recognize. Yeah, no, that's I, I had that strategy. It's legit. It's levy day, and the sun's only two degrees below the yard arm, so that's okay because it's levy day. We don't have to wait for it to get above. Below the what now? The yard arm. <laughs> Stop with your crazy ass metric things. Oh, <laughs> do you know what a do you know what a yard arm is? Oh my god. Okay, well, Jamie, I know what a yard is. So the yard arm is in the old style square sails. The yard arm is that top beam across the old sail. So that's a sailor's thing. You can't drink before the sun is above the yard arm in the morning. That's the most made up bullshit I've ever heard in my life. Bruce, it's a nautical thing. You've not heard like the phrase, I'm going to hang him from a yard arm. Yeah. Um, no, that's a, yeah, no, Jamie's, I, 
that one I haven't heard about the sun breaking the yard arm thing. But the I don't, I don't, I don't know that. much in the way of nautical terms, dude. I'm I'm former army. I don't like boats. I mean, the, I live I in a valley in the mountains. I don't need to know nautical yeah. anything. Great Western Pennsylvania is. I've barely seen a boat, John. <laughs> we'll see a barge go down the Ohio sometimes. But yeah, no, the yard yeah. arm was a thing, but I didn't know that whole sun breaking the yard arm was you couldn't drink till then because that's like, that's an old and apparently it's an old nautical thing with the with yeah. Because obviously, it, if I was a sailor, I'd start shoving all the cargo to the front of the ship to get her to list. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Wait a minute. So that's still like pretty early in the day, though. Well, that's that's high up there. You're probably talking 10, 30, 11. Well, 10, 30, well 11 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. 10, 30, 11 it's in the morning. entirely too it's, early. So it's I was still right. five o'clock somewhere. But Bruce, imagine if you... It doesn't apply to sailors. But, but, a bunch but, of men in a ship in the middle of the ocean. Let them drink. Well, I mean, imagine if you're, you know, middle of June above the Arctic Circle on a boat. It's not... The sun doesn't dip below the yard <laughs> It just arm. goes in circles above yeah. the yard arm. You're good. They, you're done because you're so drunk. You'll never find your way home. Right, yeah, no, you'll just pour yourself. You can't read the stairs anymore. Just Why would you here. want to? If I'm heading home, I can't drink in the mornings. I can only drink if I stay right here. If I go south, if I, if I stay north, I never have to stop drinking. <laughs> it's cold as hell. You drop anchor. We're drinking. Navigators spin us in circles. But that only works for half of the year, because the other half of the year, the sun never comes up, and you're completely... We go to the South Pole. Right. We're on a boat. We can go wherever we want. I just, I just point the yard arm that way. Time to go south, boys. Pack up the yard arm. Some drug apples up there sawing it to bring it down to the deck. No, we'll be above the yard arm. Don't worry. <laughs> See? And <laughs> our no, effort to go through to avoid social stigma, Bruce. You hear Tucker? Would have had a lot to say about all of this. It's a shame he's not here right now. Hey, where'd he go? I don't know. Yeah. But but he totally just missed his bit. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, oh shit! You, you know you can lead them to water. You can't make them drink, and you can buy them books, but they only eat the covers. What do you want? Unless the sun is above a certain point in your sail, which is totally made up and doesn't mean anything. The yard arm. No, that's a bullshit. I'm not even okay with that word. What does that word mean? What it's does it mean, long. Jamie? If you, okay, you tell me what it is. Explain the etymology of the word. Oh, I have no idea what the etymology of the word is. I think I have. There is neither a yard or an arm on that sail. No, it is an arm of yards. An arm of yards. Bruce? Like yards. <laughs> hold, hold on. Hold, hold on, John. Yards <laughs> as in length? <laughs> I'm hold assuming. On. I'm going to make an assumption that I have no no right to assume. So but I'm guessing a, the loops that go through the sail are a yard. Hold on. No, three? no, it's, it's as wide as the sail is. I, I've got the other one. It's the yard's arm. No, There's I, several I've yards in this arm. Bruce, there are. One yard. Okay, Bruce, okay, John. I've pulled, up, I've pulled up the Oxford English Dictionary. I'm going okay. to help you right here. Okay. All right. Oh, oh. Let's, let's yard say. arm. Yard arm. It's like a yard ape. The outer extremity of a ship's yard. F*** you. I know. You can't, the outer you can't, extremity. Can't that a, that's not a bad word, Harlan. Shut up. The you outer extremity. I say it. Jason rode me. For... No, you said porch monkey. That's a different phrase. Oh, oh, Jesus! And, porch um, monkey. It actually. 
Uh, in British naval custom, it was permissible to begin drinking when the sun was over the yard arm. Okay, but that doesn't explain it. A yard uh, is a spar on a mast from which the sails are set. It may be constructed of timber or steel from more, or from more modern materials like aluminum or carbon fiber. No. Uh, alert, although some types of fore and aft rigs, that's front and back, Bruce, have <laughs> yards, uh, the term is used to describe the horizontal spars used on square-rigged sails. Okay, I didn't know that so, thing was called a yard. Well, Everything makes sense now. See, why, that's all you had to say, Jamie. Why do sailors have to well, have, I didn't know that. Like, you said it was a measurement. You were entirely off. I, I, that's what I said. I'm totally guessing. I have no idea. I have no right to guess or assume what I'm guessing about or assuming about. <laughs> why does the nautical world have to make up like different words for everything? Can't they just call stuff what it is? <laughs> Left, right, front, back. All I can think of is like the opening sequence for like Lethal Weapon 4, where it's like the two main characters and Joe Pesci on a boat. No, 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 the starboard side. Oh my God, what the hell is whatever? Everybody gets on a boat and everything gets all nautical. They got the, yeah. Left, right. They have a different name for a ladder that I can't even remember. Like, why can't it just be a ladder or stairs or whatever? Why can't they just use left and right, John? I, you know, I couldn't, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you could see it like, like port and starboard is oriented towards the front of the ship, so left and right would be as well. You would think. And why would anything that has nothing to do with feces be called a poop deck? Because then the uninitiated would be able to know what the sailors it. are talking about. That's why you swab the poop deck, Jamie, because there's poop but, on but it. the poop deck, uh, I don't think the poop deck actually has anything to do with poop. That's well, what I'm saying. Well, you're not a sailor. I like tormenting Where myself. Do you think they poop? Or like big Probably waves on the, the side of the boat. Tube, and that, I would make that deck a poop deck in three seconds. Um, that would be a whole poop deck with the road wave videos I watch. So maybe that's what it is, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe saying port and starboard is better than saying, you know, left. No, no. The ship's left, not your left, dumbass. Right. I feel like yeah, there but, are but, but, a wait, lot but wait, of... but wait, but wait, but wait, but wait. Port and starboard also has to imply that you know that it's the ship's port and the ship's starboard. Well, I mean, I would imagine if you're saying port or starboard, it would like automatically be attached to the ship. I'm not going to look at like Bruce and say, hey, no, take it. Take a yeah, starboard. I, I don't know which other one. I would, I would, I would, say, I would say starboard just to sound like I know what I'm talking about. But really, it would be the other starboard. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It would be. Yeah, it would, it would be. Yeah. I mean, pull your four out of your aft and go swab the poop deck. I mean, I don't know. What do you want? Uh, but there's, yeah. there, there, there's not a port on one side of the ship and stars on the other side of the ship. Like, none of these Actually, when they're pulling the port, that, that was, that's why it's called port and starboard. Oh, right there. Right there. When, yeah, they were right. In, when they were in port, the, the, the left side of the ship was facing the port. Yep. Oh, was out. So what does starboard mean? It was out to the stars. But it's so they always put it the was left facing side. outwards. It's, quote unquote. Don't overthink it, Bruce. Stars. Don't overthink it. It's it's not. Just go with the port mm, thing. That's it's not necessarily mean. facing stars, Look, but I'm the left drop side this. of the ship was the side that was up against the dock. Okay, no, right I get it. It makes sense. I'm going to drop this, but only because I feel like there's about a thousand Freemasons in the Navy who were infuriating right now. <laughs> so, so we're going to drop this and move you on. Know what, brothers, First off, you're stuck on a boat and got nothing else to listen to. Exactly. <laughs> and you chose to listen to this. Over me you can't even hear nautical terms. Stop. 
Bruce, first it's off, all man, stuff, I didn't even something. know what a yard arm is. Bruce, first off, they're choosing to listen to us. Second, they choose they chose to go in the Navy. So there's two strikes again against them. Go Army. Don't worry, John. By this point, they've chosen to stop listening to us. No, no, John. We could we could be the skipper's favorite podcast and the the entire whatever the admin crew of be forced to the listen. ship is called is just stuck <laughs> in the in the command quarters. Like, damn it. And to be fair, Bruce, they had to call it the port and starboard because the port was the port side starboard. You were worried about it because they couldn't call it like the port and the couldn't oh, just call it right and left. Like, you couldn't call your damn the side. You gotta have a ladder. Your your window besides the, the underside of the boat. That's what's in the water. No, you don't not. have a you don't have it's a window. You gotta it's an arbitrary boat. name. You can make it whatever you want. So is a f- yard arm. What do you want? Okay, but the side of the boat doesn't face the stars. It's level with the ground. It faces the water. It faces the land. <laughs> well, my question is. Does that mean they always put the port on the same side of the ship every place they went? Traditionally, they did because that was the one. Really? I I know, right, that, that's interesting. They would deploy. Yeah, you, you don't have a gangplank on the other side. So so why would you put one of those on the right side of a plank or whatever you call the the port? It's it's facing one direction, and if it's on the left side, it's facing the other direction. Wait, what? Because that doesn't make sense to me. Okay, if port is always one side of the ship. When the ship is in port, that means it's the starboard side in port. Right. Like it'd be facing different directions depending on where. That's that's what I'm saying. Obviously, they always made port that that one side. They always turned the the, ship. They must have. The alignment of the port might be different, but the left hand side of the ship is always up against the port. That's the point. Port. Okay, so if it's on the right side of the port, the ship ports or parks are no right facing actually, out, and modern, if it's on the left side, it faces honestly, in. Honestly, on modern ships, that may not hold true, but in yeah, in antiquity, when a when a ship pulled into port, the left hand side of the ship was the side that was tied off to the port. Look, I've what? played WoW, and every time I've ridden a ship. It it, it it faces the direction you're talking about. So that's what it <laughs> Listen, throw on, throw on some Sea of Thieves. Maybe we can get it figured out. I don't know. All I can think of, there's like four brothers I'd, I could get on the show to ask about this, but at the same time... That game is worth it just for the oh. shanties. Oh, yeah. No, I've downloaded half of them. Which game? Sea of Thieves. thieves. Ah. So is uh, Black Flag. Uh, yes. Oh, oh my god, that game's not even worth playing, but the soundtrack is. No, I I haven't played the game. I just listened to the soundtrack. It's amazing. The oh, by the way, on Black Flag, if you ever notice, it doesn't matter what side you pull in when you get off your ship. It's usually facing towards the. Uh, I've the literally point. never played it. I wasn't kidding. Oh, but but, but the soundtrack <laughs> is really good. The game is shit. The soundtrack is great. Actually, I mean, the game got pretty decent reviews. I just I never I got Black Flag. That was like series. a lot of people say that was the pinnacle of. Um, Really, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I was I was burnt out on it by then because like the three games before that, I I hundred percented the game, which basically involves just running around giant cities, diving off of things for hours, all sort of flags and feathers, feathers, feathers mainly. The flags weren't that big a deal. Getting all the feathers was a pain in the ass. I'm I'm glad you understand. I played (laughs) somebody else that knows your pain. Uh, I played I, it was brutal. like 12 times. I could never beat the very last challenge. I could get everything else done. Mm. Uh, no. <laughs> but 
Yeah, though no, the 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 soundtrack for uh, <laughs> for Black Flag is baller as hell. Harlan, how are you still eating? I'm hungry. I haven't eaten in a while. <laughs> you say that like it's been days. I haven't it's eaten in a while. If he's like my cat, he hasn't snacked in 25 minutes. He, he must have some more. He's like Robert Downey Jr. on all the uh, Marvel movies where he'd stash food everywhere and just randomly start eating. That was a yeah. thing. That was a definitely a thing. Peanuts or blueberries? Blueberries? <laughs> blueberries? What a guy. He's not a Scientologist, is he? No. God, no, he can read. <laughs> Did you say he can read? Yes. He yeah, has critical guys, thinking. He can read. We cannot right? insult Scientology on the show. We've been over this before. <laughs> I'm sorry. He, They'll he, never find me. Oh, look, he, there's the email. Where's Shelly? Cease and desist. Cease and desist. Where's Shelly? Oh, my God. What's that? Is that a PI in my backyard all of a sudden? Oh, weird. Oh, look, drones. I Constantly around my house. Oh, look, drones. Or he gets drug off to wherever Shelly is. He Drone, can't hide in my yard. Drones don't fly when it's that cold, Jamie. The, the PIs can't get us here because sailors don't camouflage well. In Western Pennsylvania, and all of the Scientology goons wear that weird sailor outfit. So, well, I think the issue is that the river is one way, so they only get one shot as they're driving past us. They have to keep going. They can't really stop. Like, Quick, right, guys, we got thirty minutes. So we're out of range again, and it'll be another four weeks till we can get back here. We have to go all the way around. It's like yeah. waiting for Neptune to orbit. Okay, and it's gone. Got like the five minutes of five minutes of Ohio River from Pittsburgh to West Virginia, and then they're right. gone. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> through and through. I should, I should and I know there. where that is because I live here. I got a big Scientology, whatever it is. Three miles north of my house. Point at me and say that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's better. <laughs> off in a general direction. Port. It's port. off to the port side. It's off the port side. Don't worry, it's only 2,000 leagues and 3,000 fathoms. Whatever, and and five bell widths. That a thing? It's a kilometer. That'll, that'll confuse you just as much. Yeah, Can I assign port and starboard to my house, or does it have to be a boat? North. Yeah, I mean... You could assign port and starboard to your house, I guess. But if you do that, your front door better be one of those, like, big-titty mermaid-like things on the front with a big... Oh, yeah. Sticking out of the front. What are they called again? The... Masthead? Yeah, the the mast... No, no. Mascot? Mascot, maybe. Mascot. Mass delusion, uh, mm. siren. That sure. No, that that needs to be your mailbox, and then you can port and starboard your house all you like, and fore and aft it. And Where am I going to put the giant steering wheel? Wherever you like. You're well, the that camera. goes on the top, so you can stand up there and look down at everybody and go. It's up yes, on the balcony. Put it on the inside there. of the house, so I can pretend to steer as I'm looking out the window. <laughs> We're not gaining much ground today, y'all. Love the decks. He goes out oh. back to check the rope. Still one knot. <laughs> I'm just looking for the anchor. 
I just want Kimmy to walk up the stairs, look at you, and go, "Yar!" <laughs> walk past you. <clears throat> I mean, it works. Get Don't you walk around wearing a sailor hat in your underwear most of the time? Yes. Oh God, I'm totally digging this actually. Yeah. Quick. I that was just a Hugh Hefner thing. Role play with the wave takes on a whole new meaning. That's what Hugh did, isn't it? Walked around in his uh, in his sailor's hat and his underpants. Hugh Hefner or yeah. Hugh Laurie? Right? No, Hugh Hefner. Hugh <laughs> Laurie. I can see Hugh Laurie doing it too. <laughs> hey, look at me go. <laughs> I'd like uh, to nominate Hugh Laurie for the greatest American accent of a non-American actor ever to live. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Have you have you seen his um, audition video for House? No. He, but he I've actually auditioned in his native and accent. Amazing. And it's it's really trippy. Huh. Yeah. He also did it in a hotel bathroom, which is dude. Really I watched three or four years of House before I knew that bathroom, he was an American. But... And the first time I heard him speak with an accent, it blew my fucking mind. I'm the same. I had watched, yeah, a good several seasons, and I saw uh, a bit of Fry and Laurie was on mm. either Netflix or Hulu, and I'm like, wait, wait a minute, what? It was, it which was is blown away. Show. I, I didn't do I didn't know Julian Fry. Anderson, X Files Julian Anderson was a Brit till like maybe just under a year ago. I did not know until this exact moment. No, she's a Brit, like Stone Cold. Really? Yeah, that was yes. my response. It was like, huh? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Julian Anderson's a Brit. Uh, oh, by the way. There you go. Oh yeah, there we go. We got the, the Wendy's wrapper rack rack uh, White Castle, but oh, yeah, you're getting me hot. Stop. Well, John, yeah. next time you're in town, I will make sure that we visit the White Castle. Well, listen, next time I'm in town, we can visit anywhere but that pizza place. I've got a White Castle. That pizza place is gone. Right. I think that's what I'm nibbling on. Pizza I think it's a bookstore or something. Now. I didn't know. I didn't know Bailey's had uh, literally oil. drinking Bailey's earlier. Are you talking about the, the pizza place we went to the first year you came in? Yeah. Oh, the one with the hockey pucks and cheese on top? Yeah. God, that was the, that, 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 like, that was one of the worst pizzas I've ever had. That was sad. And we've had some pretty bad like cardboard box college store. I've had pizza. Chef Boyardee pizza. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. no, I, think, I think that one's gone. I think they, they closed and it's like a it's like a, a hemp shop. To the something. ground? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a, it's a Parole, it's a parole office, right? I'm sure. I'm sure when it converted to parole office, nobody left. They just changed the signage. Abandoned building where people do drugs. <laughs> the usual suspects are still there. <laughs> Making the same pieces, actually. Hey, nobody moved. <laughs> Y'all know you don't work here anymore, right? <laughs> we are not going to pay you to hang around here. Oh shit! Mm -mm. <laughs> That's, Jamie. All I can think of is the uh, this hour's twenty-two minutes uh, shtick about the roadside stop of the uh, marijuana smoker. Oh my god! Are you high? Hi. How are you? <laughs> are you high? Hi. How as are you? The, as for the license, she hands him rolling papers, <clears throat> and then holds out the. Was it Doritos and something else? And, they, <laughs> and 
Doritos or this? Doritos, the Doritos. Okay, step out of the car. You're too high. <laughs> this hour is 22 stuff. minutes is the funniest thing Jamie's ever pointed me towards for Canadian humor, and it's fucking brilliant. We're pretty good at making fun of ourselves. Uh, you know, we well, you're, you're even better when you start making fun of us because I've seen the uh, Donald Trump shticks. Oh, they do good stuff for Donald Trump. On there. <laughs> yeah, they do. They get him good. And, and, and wait a second, please, um, going on to the Trump for just a second. <clears throat> Is he still going to be running for the Republican Party? Don't know. I haven't, I haven't turned the news on in two years. That you know of. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's scary stuff. Like, anyway. I still, well, I, yeah, no, that's... They're, they're I, just, so, many, so many people have thrown their hat in with them, they can't get away now. Is their problem, I guess. Yeah, I... That's a... That's a... That's a barrel of monkeys that I haven't even bothered paying attention to because frankly to, to summarize it all up if somebody if you're worried about somebody competent running then you just need to stop yeah. um, it's, it's it's you know it's like which which inept guy do you want to, to vote for that's a thing here and barrel of monkeys that's kind of like a Harlan comment isn't it uh, uh-huh. Or you know, something funny down that road. Just uh, yeah, it's it's like easy. Fire in the hole. There's there's certain things that are apparently only racist when I do it. So (laughs) no, no, that comment's racist no matter who does it. I'm sorry. That no, no. (laughs) Barrel of monkeys? No, not that one. Not that one. The one we said earlier. Oh well, yeah, I've never said that. That one. That one I said the one that I said that Harlan said, yeah, yeah, no, no, I didn't say that, right? He's screwing with never mind. We're we're, well, yeah, you just the accidental racist stuff anyway, but I mean, look, I'm not gonna defend that comment, though. That's purposefully racist. I don't do purposeful racism. Harlan just walks into stuff, arms wide open and eyes wide shut. I mean, that's (laughs) yeah, yeah, no, that's like, oops, bad. That's how you make friends. That's that's how I, that's how our Prince Hall brothers like laugh at me and pat me on my head like you know, haha, that's adorable. <laughs> because there's no intentional behind it. I'm just accidentally, as John said, like stepping on the rake and smacking myself right. in the face. Oh, aren't you the cutest little pecker? Would I do it all the time? Uh, we don't need. Yeah, they don't. They recognize you're not going to go home and put a white hood on your head. Right. Well, no, I mean, obviously. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, for more than one reason, yeah, I would imagine you'd be the last one. <laughs> but <coughs> they, they just understand that Harlan's sometimes culturally a mess, and not by oh like God, Jeff. choosing to be. You're not used no, to the fine numbers. It's been like six years since I've been on the show. No, never. And, I'll never be used to it. And, and to be fair, he's probably doing that half for my benefit because I always mention the crinkling of the Wendy's wrappers. Actually, that was the. It, it's been in the floor next to me every time, and that's the first time I've <laughs> had it on my desk. I was moving it off my desk from when I made the noise intentionally. He's got a special prop that he just steps on during the, during the show. <laughs> just you need a piece of. Need a piece of metal to make like thunder noises and stuff, do you? <laughs> All right, fellas, oh, I think we've sufficiently devolved. Yeah, to, yeah. Uh, put a bullet in this because Chuck just done fuck you. Chuck just fell out. To, to yeah. be fair, we haven't like I mean, other than being Masons talking out of our ass, we haven't talked out of our ass. Hey, have you listened I, to this show? 
I tried. I tried talking about the uh, the York right needing more people than it's going to have to open a chapter. But yeah, but we covered that, that conversation that lasted twelve seconds. We've spent more of this show slamming nautical terms ignorantly than anything else. Yeah, no, but, and, yeah. And, but it's been fun. Pronunciating other countries. Uh, titles in their language as they were hey, do you know do you know where a guild of stonemasons probably isn't going to be found on a boat, on a boat? <laughs> <laughs> well yeah they have to go from job to job it might be the easiest way to travel here <laughs> as passengers <laughs> right they, well, then, you can build a boat out of stone you could well, test you can the u.s One. did that i saw that on the science channel late at night about we Seriously? We made concrete ships. Yeah. Uh, was it World War One, John? I think so. You heard of this? What? That, that's no, a lot of I'm water. Gr- I'm reverse camp. No, no, no. What do you Why? Mean? What? Yeah, that's... Yeah, um... we did. And now they're all anchored making some kind of artificial reef because after... Really? Because they didn't float? Didn't they are the anchor. They don't have anchors. Yeah, we, they're just sitting on up, the bottom of the water. We ended up not using them, and it wasn't because they didn't I float. wonder why. They, they float. They, was, they didn't float well or something like no, that. No, there was something... There was some <laughs> like... Why? They float just three feet off the seafloor. <laughs> there was some stupid reason that had nothing to do with the fact that it's made out of concrete. I remember because it made me laugh because it was like one in the morning. I'm not half asleep, and then I was like... The f- and I start. I, I, I zoom through the commercials. It's on that um, that uh, What on Earth show on the Science Channel. It's a that's a fun show if you've never seen it. Oh, that's crazy. It's just they take like these Google image anomalies of like really weird shit that seen from the sky, and then they go investigate like what is this? What is it? That's so, cool. It's an awesome show. It comes on late at night. I, I fall asleep to it a lot, and. Uh, because my wife can't sleep with the TV off, but we're not going to get into my marital spats. So I've made peace with that, you know, a long, long time ago. But at least now we're to a point where I get to change the channel. So if I'm going to have to fall asleep with the TV on, at least I get to pick what it's. <coughs> so oh. um, the science channel thing, they have fun stuff late. And, and this was one of them. Like there was this weird row of ships and somebody was like what is this and then they they get on the ground and start talking to people and it was the navy had requisitioned these concrete ships but the reason they didn't take them couldn't have anything to do with the concrete fucking right mind would get on it 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 was something to do with like a business thing fell through or the navy requisitioned something else and screwed something up like but otherwise they were really going to use the ships well uh, i've got it here this is uh uh, Woodrow Wilson was determined to keep the U.S. out of the war. He didn't want the Merchant oh, nice. Marine to be left unbuilt, so he approved the construction of 24 ships made from concrete to the tune of $50 million, $11.4 billion adjusted for inflation to help uh, build the shipping wow. capacity. Why would you concrete while cheap? Bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's concrete while cheap and readily available. Is expensive to build and operate when it comes to ships. They need thick hulls, which means less room for cargo. Only 12 were ever built, and by the time they were ready, the war was over. It's not even that inexpensive. Like, concrete has got to be the same price as lumber, at least. I, you don't yeah. build mm-hmm. warships and merchant vessels in the Wilson era out of wood. Well, I guess they were still using wood sometimes, but... Now, let me point out one thing. No? As, as somebody who studied the same discipline as he did, Woodrow Wilson was a PhD of public administration. He was not an engineer, and this no. is obvious to prove that point. Who the f- 
would get on a boat made out of ready mix. Merchant Marines. I guess if the boat had no seams, it would be okay. But you can't like preform a boat's worth of concrete in a, in a mold somewhere. No, like, they you, did. You would, you would they have did to do it with cool pieces. shit. You got to see things. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna have to watch this. Now. They like built a form and poured the boats. All right. What? what wow. Is this, is this show on like? And we're not we're not Netflix talking like we're not talking like little pontoon sized boats. Like these are like Navy ship class. Massive well, at, boats at five point something million working to something billion today's. They better be damn big boats. Yeah. Well, no, that's government works. We were just pouring concrete in the mold. The our military budget pays contractors like twenty thousand dollars for a toilet seat. The, the the what something costs has nothing to do with what it's actually worth when you're talking about military budgets. Oh god, okay. I'm looking. I'm looking at the link that Jeff posted to to our Slack channel. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yep. And this True. isn't exactly something they talk about at the military academy because it's probably not one of our proudest historical moments. So I learned about this from late night cable TV. <laughs> so they decommissioned them to be uh, to be like reef, see whatever you call that when we yeah, see things so that reefs will grow on them. Like one yeah. of them is a fishing pier right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's certainly not a. It's certainly not a floating boat. <laughs> it's up here. So, back to my point about men of the Masonic profession. Not being sailors. Are not expected to know nautical terms. I'd like to point out that the the, the first boat that they mentioned. So I'm reading the article. The first boat that they mentioned is called the SS Atlantis, and I think that's because they built it to meet Atlantis at the bottom of the ocean. Sounds about right. I, and then let's SS, try build a floating stone. SS Cape Fear number two, uh, SS Kayamuka, ISS Dinsmore, the Latham, the Moffat, Palo Alto, which is in California, and I wouldn't build anything based on California. Sorry, guys. Um, the Peralta, uh, Pelias, San Pasquale. Holy Jesus, there was a How do you think? yes, there How were a bunch of make? them. Don't forget Jesus. about the SS Patio. Um, <laughs> oh my god, those patio land. No, and they're showing pictures of them, and it's like, how is it? They floated though. A couple of them looked like legit ships, a couple of them looked like bunkers. Uh, no, based off the pictures they show. These were meant to be like battleships of some kind, right? They're not merchant like marine. merchant ships. Oh, really? They're, well, they're merchant marines, so they were they were for transporting stuff. But like, I'm looking at this SS Peralta, and like the deck looks like a really shitty highway. It's all just like yeah. Wreck, well, yeah, it's perfect for like rolling the trailers up on. Man. It'd be easy to clean. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, I think the term is concrete doesn't soak up much poop. <laughs> no, no, it just Deck soaks up oil and turns out nasty uh, off color like my garage floor. <laughs> well, Bruce, the poop deck for these were actually on the pier because what they would do is they would tell the sailors, hey, by the way, you're getting on a ship made of concrete and they'd all shit themselves on the pier <laughs> before they got on the boat. They, they'd evacuate before they got on the boat. They don't tell them until they're, until they're out to sea. <laughs> As they're getting on the boat, they're like, something doesn't feel right here. <laughs> 
congratulations on being the pilot crew for our. The problem is when you're camp. walking across the deck and you have to wait for the passing lane to get around the slower guy so you can like you know <laughs> across the pavement. Oh my God! I mean, like, yeah. listen, I used to be. I, I've spent plenty, plenty of time with our government. I this is a level of. No, don't be surprised, John. The fuck? We've done far stupider things than this. No, yeah, no, I mean. But it was like I read. We've the done stupider one. things in this last week. The f- you're not wrong. The first hey, at least one we didn't I- train dogs how to climb under tanks using our own tanks. Yeah, which didn't work well because then they ran for the Abrams instead of the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. That. Yeah. That thing. That whole. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> but like the first line in there was like you know, hey, uh, metal was expensive. Yeah. Wood. Wood. For thousands of years, wood boats float. People but, do stupid things when there's a commodity shortage, John. Haven't you witnessed the last two years? Why don't we make the the, the uh, ships out of witches? They they also float like <laughs> very small rocks I mean, and we, churches. We have, we have, have one them. week. Like ducks. We have one week ducks. hard to find yes. toilet paper, and everyone's installing garden hoses in their latrine. Like it, it's. So the next supply shortage we have, we need to capture. With like very very heavily armed individuals, Canadian geese, yes, tie them together with paracord and turn them into a hull. That ship would the problem is, John, you will lose five men for every gee- every goose you catch. You know, there there is there is a level of acceptable losses that need to be you know taken into account. But the one thing is, the boat will fly. Two, nobody will with it, and three, it will automatically attack other things. You would have to have a yard arm made of steel. It's it's an autonomous attack. It's more like one of those drones. It's, yeah, it's an unpiloted drone. You just let it out and and it doesn't do what you want, but it'll f- something up. <laughs> and the only thing that will be able to captain the ship is a very angry moose with its nuts tied to the steer. Yes, and we all know that there are no moose in Russia, so it works out. Congratulations, Ivan. Welcome to our first biological boat. Honk, honk, honk. <laughs> honk, honk, honk. Moose and squirrel. <laughs> uh, anyway, I was trying to put a bullet in this before, but I had to bring up the concrete ship because I can't believe y'all hadn't seen that before. It's no, crazy. that was... No, no. no. And, no. I mean, it's probably some Freemasons involved somewhere just because, like... Uh, it's concrete. When all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. You know, when all you have is the working tools... <laughs> Everything looks. Uh, no, you're not wrong. All right. Well, thanks, brothers, for listening to episode 291, which I had preemptively titled Delta Cron Z because I thought we'd be Rona and this up, and we haven't mentioned it at all. So, no, get a new title. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode in www.afterlodge.com. That's a good one. I would use that, except word filters you can find the find us on facebook or twitter at after lodge shoot us an email at after lodge at gmail.com hang out with jamie on irc at irc.snoonet.org pound sign freemasonry you can find the king of no pants himself on reddit you can't find bruce on reddit but if you do there's a pot of gold waiting for you uh, so next week brothers (laughs) may the sun shine in your face and the snow be at your back and the yard arm be sun over the yard arm. And yeah, watch out for the yard, yard arm. Be below and the, the sun. sun. be above your yard arm. And don't get <laughs> clotheslined by the yard arm. <laughs>
God. Keep your aft from your starboard. Don't yeah. make sure your starboard doesn't get stuck in your aft. Yeah. Your whatever. Pull it. Yeah. Close the porthole. Bye. 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 Yard. 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 <laughs>